Welcome to Mental Health is Wealth podcast. Today's show will be dealing with vulnerability. I'm your host, Antoine Wilbon. Vulnerability is a real eye-opening thing that I've learned over the years that once I was able to get an understanding of like what vulnerability meant to me in my personal life and my business life, I was able to be more comfortable in my own skin and to be okay with who I am. And I wanted to look at the actual definition of vulnerability, and it is willingness to show emotion or to allow one's weaknesses to be seen or known, willingness to risk being emotionally hurt. Now, a lot of people will say, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to risk being hurt? Why would I want to show the world my weaknesses or perceived weaknesses? And what I learned is that sometimes your weaknesses are your greatest strengths. You may think that they're your weaknesses, but they actually are things that make you stronger because when you admit who you are and where you're at, it allows you not to be covering up things about yourself, what makes you insecure is you're covering it up. Let it out. Let it be who you are. But sometimes it's hard to do that because everyone wants to have a good face and having a good face is sometimes even more pressure than just being yourself. And I wanted to discuss that today about how those things affected me in my personal life, in my younger years, and how I was able to transition vulnerability skills in my business life. You know, during my first marriage, I'm happily married to my wife, but I was married when I was younger. And my first wife was a nice person. She was a great person, two beautiful daughters with her. And when we were younger, we were trying to do things the right way, both of us. And I think that the things that hampered our relationship is that we both had childhood things that we have gone through. You can use the word childhood issues, childhood traumas, or unresolved issues from when you were a child or a teen. And the skill sets that I used to come out of Gary, Indiana, to be able to go off and to go to college, to go to grad school, and to do all these things, it took a certain type of skill set to do that. I grew up in Gary, Indiana during a time when steel mills were running the city. It was actually the backbone of the city in terms of resources. During the Reagan era, a lot of the steel jobs went overseas. And so Gary became a bus town in terms of, you know, businesses leaving, people not having jobs, because back then in the 70s and the early 80s, you could literally get out of high school and go straight to the mills and you can get a good job and you can support your family and have a nice house, a car, all of that. And that was the way that it went back then, because a lot of the people came from the southern states up to Detroit and to Gary and to Chicago for those types of jobs. And when the jobs left, we went from working middle class to a different era of living because then the drugs came in, the violence came in, and it tore a lot of the families up in Gary, Indiana. It went from a nice place to live to, you know, you might want to get out of there to save your life. And for a lot of us, 
we had to develop a lot of like transitional skills in terms of being able to have book knowledge and street knowledge at the same time to survive. And so as you grow up with that skill set and you get through college and then you say, hey, I'm going to get a career and I want to get married. But then you try to take those same skill sets into a middle class environment where you're not no longer surviving, you're living. And when you try to take survival skills into a living situation, you run into a divorce, (laughs) you know, which happened to me, you know, because I never was totally vulnerable with my first wife. I, I would shut down. I wouldn't talk about things. I would do things like avoidance because those are the things that I did coming up out of Gary is that running away from things, getting away from negative situations, not dealing with people who had bad intentions for you. Those things work then because you were avoiding negative things and you were trying to run to good things. But when you're in your own home environment, you have to work as a team. And it really did not allow us to be able to trust each other fully, which ultimately left to a breakdown of our family. And I think we're better friends now in terms of raising our daughters in terms of them. You know, they're one is in college and the other one, she's an attorney. She's a grown woman. But in order of us being supportive of them and working together with our college age daughter, I think we've become better friends and I actually respect for each other in terms of the journey that both of us have gone through to be the people that we are to raise two great daughters. But I had to learn how to become vulnerable and I had to learn how to be open and honest about my feelings about things and to be okay with not knowing. And it stripped away the insecurities because in that I had to learn, you can't keep doing the things you learned in your childhood and your teen years. You have to learn new skill sets. I actually went to a place called Landmark Forum and my sister, she's currently finishing up her PhD at Howard University. She's a wonderful, just wonderful social worker. She is probably one of the lead people that helped me in terms of like my survival in this world. She introduced me to a landmark education forum. And what I learned in the landmark education forum was not having your past in your present. And so what I learned in my early years and my early 20s and mid 30s is that I was allowing my past to drive my present circumstances. So I was using my past lenses is what I was focusing with. I'm focusing with old things and my new created life. And so those lenses allowed me to look things in a skewed way. I could not focus on what I actually had in front of me, the opportunities, the things that I could improve on. I looked at them from always protecting myself, always putting my hand up to like not get hit or to hit back. Those things do not work when you're successful. You cannot be successful in personal relationships, whether it's friendships, family, or marriages. You can't. You have to learn how to be vulnerable. And I also did some studying of like uh, Brene Brown. Tony Robbins also talks about vulnerability. But I learned how to say in Landmark Education Forum is that I had to learn how to say, this is who I am and this is where I'm at. And what are the new skill sets that I can actually you know, use? And that is communication is one. If you're feeling a certain way, communicate it and communicate it with class, dignity, respect and be OK with how it lands on the other person or where you're at and be honest with people. And also always look to, I would say, resolve situations or come to some some form of conclusion that is positive, because 
I had to learn how to shift my perspective. And you can shift your perspective in any situation to the positive. And what I looked at it as an empowering context. When I put myself in an empowering context, I was able to get myself to the point where I can be vulnerable because being vulnerable also is allows you to know where you're at, what you can work on. So I'm saying, hey, this is where I'm at. I didn't do so well in my first marriage, but I would like to still have a family. So when I'm now married to my second wife, wonderful woman, I had to learn how to talk. I had to learn how to be okay with not knowing. I had to be okay with being the guy who doesn't know everything, but I'm trying to do the best I can. And I had to be okay with that. And I had to be trusting. I had to trust that whether she did something right or wrong or indifferent, that's not the case. And the case is, is that I had to be okay with who I am, regardless of what anybody does to me or around me or perceived to be doing something to me. It could be just something that they did and I can perceive it that way. But if I put myself in a powering context and say, you know, whatever happens around me, I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be great. And I'm going to be there for that person no matter what, because it could not be even an intention. It could just be something that they did and they didn't know any better. But the thing that I had to also think about is, is that I'm not going to let my past be in my present. And I'm going to always put myself in an empowering context. And so in my personal life, I had to learn how to talk to people in a different way and be open to what they have to say, how they look at life and build from that point. And it allowed me to just be open and honest with people about who I am, whether I know or I don't know. It's like I admit my mistakes. I admit when things I don't know. And I'm okay with that because the underneath that is that I want to do the work. I want to be there and learn. And so being in that way is that you take on almost like a childlike part of your brain is that just you're like, I'm just open to learning and I'm going to build and work hard. And that was really good to me. It allowed me to be able to have a relationship with my wife that I can always be vulnerable to her and tell her what's going on. I can communicate with her. I can share. And I can also do the one of the biggest things that I wasn't doing in my younger years and my first marriage is that I had to learn how to forgive and allow people to make mistakes and allow them to be human and allow myself to be human also and forgive myself. And so that was very powerful for me. And that is that I'm free now and I can always get to freedom because I don't live in my past. I live in the moment and I try to live with an empowering context. And when I'm not having such a great day, I say, well, you know what? At least I'm still here. And sometimes that might just be just enough to get you going, you know, and how vulnerability affected me in my business life is that I had to learn how to trust people. Because when I first started Archangel Services, I was doing all the work myself. I was driving around seeing clients and I was doing all this. I was doing a lot of the work myself. And a lot of the times I wanted to do a lot of the work because I had to actually keep the payroll down. So that's why I saw a lot of the clients to keep the payroll down. But once when agencies and schools and things like that started to trust the company, I had to actually go out and hire more people. And so when I started to hire people, I had to stop micromanaging. I had to trust that they would turn their paperwork in, that they would see their clients. I had to trust that they would keep their word. And at first it was very difficult for me. I had a lot of sleepless nights. I used to grind my teeth because I was so anxious about trusting other people with my business, especially when I left my job 
and I was actually just doing this full time, I had to trust people. And that was something that I had to say to myself, whether they do something right or wrong or indifferent, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be okay regardless. And once I started to trust that part of the business and that people are there to make mistakes because sometimes mistakes leaves clues to success. And so I had to also just be okay in whatever goes right or wrong and to be there to learn and to have fail safes for the company so that things don't fall off the rail. And once I learned those things, I was able to grow the company and we're still growing and I'm still learning how to trust my HR department. I'm a, my COO, the quality assurance team. I have to trust all the therapists, you know, the 50 something therapists that work with us. I have to trust that they're going to do their jobs and they're going to do it to the best of their ability. And if they don't, we can figure something out. But it's not a thing of micromanaging and distrusting them. It's a saying, hey, we learn from this. Just like I took a suggestion a couple of months ago that we needed to have intake therapists so that we can have proper intakes for clients in terms of their mental health assessments and treatment plans. And so I took that suggestion and I started to say to myself, keep taking suggestions. When you're in your all staff meetings and team meetings, ask them for their opinions and let them know that their opinions or their perspectives won't be taken out of context, like they'll be punished. It's like, I'm not perfect. Even though I'm the CEO and I'm trying to put this business on the next level, I don't know everything. And I'm trusting your expertise and to help me get us there. And so that suggestion that a person made, it was one of our clinical supervisors. So he suggested that we have intake therapists or that the therapist shouldn't have to do the actual intake and the sessions. And so I said to myself, you know what, maybe we need intake therapists. And so when we hired intake therapists, I can actually see how the cases are being greeted, the, the mental health assessments and all the paperwork to bring them in is being done faster. And the cases aren't sitting no longer than a week. So I'm super excited about that. It's just one of the examples of like being vulnerable in your business and allowing people to see you be transparent. It induces a lot of stress. It allows you to stay free thinking like a child in some ways is because this is who I am. And being yourself, whether it's business or personal, those things are fantastic. You know, I have learned so much in being vulnerable is that now it's become almost natural for me to just be myself and to admit when I don't know and to admit when I'm feeling a certain way and talk about those things. I used to run from stuff and not talk about them and like alienate people. And I had to learn that that is not healthy and that you trace away people that love you and want to be there for you. And if I want to be able to have lasting relationships, whether it's business or personal, is that I had to learn how to talk. I had to learn how to forgive and not just the person, the other person that I'm looking at. I had to learn how to forgive myself and I had to trust myself that I'm going to be OK, whatever happens. That's what I learned from vulnerability. And I just wanted to share that today because it was something that was on my mind because there's been so much growth in Archangel. It's because I'm trusting my team. You know, I have a great team of therapists. I have a great COO and an HR director and some clinical supervisors that are just, you know, they're, they're super smart people. They love what they do with the children and the families. And we are trying our best to take over the Midwest when it comes to mental health. And I think I got the right team to do that. So I personally am in love with my life right now. I recently moved to a new city 
And I met a wonderful group of guys. We play ball on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And me being a person who's been playing basketball through high school and college, I still love playing ball. And I've learned that being vulnerable and open to meeting people and allowing myself to meet a whole new group of people and become friends with them has been very eye-opening to me and has been very great to have those relationships. And so I'm just saying, I'm just being myself. I'm just trying to be as loving and empowering as I possibly can every day, even when I don't feel like it. Because like even your worst of days can sometimes be your best days, you know? And so that's what I learned about vulnerability. So I want to thank you for joining the podcast and listening. Please download, please listen, please share with others. And if you get a chance, visit Archangel Services. Dot info if you want any information on counseling services or anything like that. I appreciate you listening. Have a great listening adventure. Thank you. Mm-hmm.